Good day to everyone. We want to welcome each and every one of you. We're so thankful that you have uh, joined us today for uh, our lesson today. Uh, so excited that you have decided to to be here uh, with us today. Again, we have a, a special treat for you. Um, we're going to allow uh, David to share with us a little bit what's on his heart uh, and kind of lead us um, into today's discussion and today's lesson. It's always good to um, get someone else's perspective other than mine, uh, which is how we learn um, from each other. So, David, if you don't mind, I'll pray over us and uh, we'll get started here. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you uh, for this day that you've blessed us with. God, we're thankful for the ability uh, to meet together and study your word. Uh, thankful for each and every listener, um, however many it may be. I pray that you work in their lives, work in their hearts, touch every detail of their uh, lives and every aspect of their lives, Father. We're so very thankful uh, for your Son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. Help us be mindful of that today as we study your word. Help us be mindful of that uh, tomorrow as we go about our lives and we'll go back to work or we go spend time with our family, whatever it is, Father. Help us be mindful and uh, remember the price that was paid and the sacrifice. Uh, that was given. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. How y'all doing today? I'm doing good, David. Glad to be here. Excited to be here. Excited to learn. Yeah. Me too. I'm excited to learn. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's nasty out there. Bunch of dark clouds. Bunch of clouds. Wonder which one he's gonna come back on. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'd say a bright <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Well, today uh, we're going to talk about the attitude of Christ. Will be in Philippians two, and you know the most important thing if you're listening to this podcast and uh, Johnny's done a great job. You know, being willing to give up his time and to. I'll portray the gospel, and you know, you never know. One day, somebody might hear this um, that doesn't know Jesus, and you know, for me to start in and talking about how Christians should act and live, the most important thing is that you know, you know that you're saved, um, and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know that, everything we're about to talk about is. You know, you can listen and you can comprehend, but you will never be able to attain until you uh, ex- take Jesus as your personal Savior. Um, Acts 16, 31, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Um, so, first and foremost, we got that. If you don't have that settled, that's something you need to get settled. You know, if you don't know 100% sure that when you die, if it's today, that you're going to heaven then that, you need to get it settled because the Lord, um, you can know for sure. Um, <clears throat> so, that being said, we're going to move on to Philippians 2. I'm going to read the Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And we are going to talk about the attitude of Christ. And, you know, as a, as a believer in Christ, we are to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. He is the ultimate example. He is the ultimate um 
you know, you say, as a Christian, David, I just get so consumed with this everyday life, and I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how this life's supposed to go. I'm trying to do this, trying to do that, and we're going to break it down to um, the attitude of Christ is, you know, when we get this perspective, you're going to live your life a little different, um, and when you get the attitude of Christ, you go about things a lot different. So we're going to read uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 11. Then we're going to talk about it, um, see where the Lord takes it, and we'll go from there. <clears throat> Having the attitude of Christ, Philippians 2. If, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels in the mercies, fulfill you my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love as Him, being one accord of one mind, we're to be like Him. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem or respect others better than themselves. Look unto every man on his own, own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not to robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took up him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father." Man, that's powerful right there. We can move on. <laughs> but we can't. Because as a believer, as a Christian, you know, we're to, once you accept Christ as your Savior, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and, you know, we're, we do a bad job of getting that believer to pursue a life with God. Mm. To pursue a life of a believer and what we're to partake of and how, what's it look like? You know, we do an awful job. You know, accept Christ as your personal Savior. The Lord does say, but all you have to do is believe in Him and understand what He's done for you on the cross. And when you put your full trust that when you die, you know, that's really all you have to do. But there is more. Jesus, your Lord and Savior, has more for you on this earth. And He has, you can handle the things of this earth with the attitude that He gives. And we're to, we're, we're to seek a life after Him. We're to, to, he is the ultimate example of, of what we're to do. So <clears throat> the first thing that caught my mind and the first point I got is in verse 2, it talks about having the same love. You know, and having the same love. You say, where do I get that from? How do I get the love that, that flows from that? How, like, we're, we are supposed to have the same love in one accord of one mind. We're to be like Christ. You know, this is what Christ wants. So when I go to 1 John 4, 8, it says, He that, lo he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So when I go back and it says the same love that was in him. So where does love? God is love. So how do we attain this love? You say, we're starting to talk about the attitude that we're to have in the day-to-day -day life. 
So this first stem that I found was love. You know, the attitude of love. You say, where do I get love? How do I show love? God is love. Hmm. So in this relationship, so now we're all of a sudden back in this relationship. We've accepted Christ as our personal Savior. We're walking in the daily life. We're in communion with Him. The sin, we're getting rid of the sin each and every day. We have a short-term memory of sin. We're constantly dwelling with Him. When we walk with God, God is love. So how do I attain love? In the relation with a clean heart, when you're walking with Him in the Word, and He gives love. You, I just said nothing about. This says nothing about God is love. You say, how can I love someone? You get God. How do you get God? It starts in the relationship. How do you attain a relationship? It's through prayer, through the Word. We talked about last week of meditating in the Word. So the first thing, and you know, this is a little thing that caught my eye in the attitude of Christ is to get the love because if you how do we get the love because you can't do these next things without the love that God gives um, so the first thing I've got on this uh, attitude of Christ is love and it's not your love it's God's love and God's the fruit of walking in the relationship with God when you're in tune with him when you're in fellowship when you're in obedience with him he gives love because God is love. So how do, what is the first attitude that, of Christ that we need to have is love? How do we get that? It's through God, through the relationship. You, if you have sin in your life, you can't attain this attitude. You're not going to have the attitude of Christ. You say, well, I don't really want the attitude of Christ. Well, then you're probably not a believer. Wow. So the first thing it, this is huge. This is important because these next things I'm going to talk about um, and these next two points, if you don't have the relationship that you need each and every day through prayer, through meditating in the Word, and, and humbling yourself, you know, that next step is not available to get to this, the attitude of Christ. Any, you got anything on that, John? Uh, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned uh, several things there. I want to read uh, from Ephesians chapter 4 uh, verse 22 I'll start there it says put off your old self hmm. which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires verse 23 be renewed in the spirit of your mind verse 24 and put on the new self created hmm. after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness uh, once you have a relationship with Jesus as you said uh, you, your old self has died and new things have come right uh, the old has passed away and behold new things have come uh, you are created after the likeness of God your new heart is after the likeness of God so you begin to you begin <laughs> that's the thing you begin to love as um, God has, has loved you and that's what Jesus says in John 15 that's a, just as the father has loved me Jesus saying this just as the father has loved me his own son I've loved you David I loved you, listener. Mm -hmm. Well, how much did? How much is that? You know, well, how much love is that? Verse twelve. This is my commandment to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Hmm. Greater love has no one than this, and someone lay down his life for his friends. That's exactly what Jesus did for us. He laid his life down for oh. us. And I think the first thing we have to understand God's love. And what did God ultimately do? 
you know, if as a believer, you like, and the Lord says we have to consistently go back to the cross. You know, to attain and get through this Christian life, if you lose perspective of the cross and what He's done for you, life's hard. You lose focus. You get caught up in your pride and yourself. But if you consistently go back to the love that God did for you, He died on the cross, sent His Son, and then He sent Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross for you. You know, and we're going to talk about what the attitude of Christ, the attitude of Jesus, and what He did. And that, that first thing is I want to, we have to understand God's love through for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so understanding what love is and love God is love so how do we get God it comes through the relationship you know once you're saved yes you have eternity yes you have this access if you fully believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you accept Him and He does come into your heart and save you, and yes, you accept that, but that love stems through the relationship because that's the fruit of the Spirit. Um, in the relationship, if you're... And when I say fruit of the Spirit, you do not have fruits of the Spirit if you're in sin. Mm. You know, it is really hard to love your wife the way you're supposed to love her if you're having an affair. Because you can't. You can only, you know, any situation. You, if It's really hard to love someone in the manner that Christ loves someone. Yeah. If you're not walking with Christ. If you're not meditating in the Word like we've read in Joshua 1, 8, and 9 last week. You know, meditate in the Word day and night and thou shalt make thy way prosperous. You know, when you start to do that, when you start to dwell in that, the prosperous way and your path will be straight. Um, when you go in this path, when you do this, so... You know, the first attitude of Christ is love. And it's amazing that love and this example that he represented on the cross and his son did so much for you. We understand God is love, so we go get God every morning. Are you? You know, are you searching? Are you going after God? So the first thing in this attitude of Christ in verse 2 is the same love. Having the same love. How do we get that? God is love. you got to go get God every morning. And God is in this word. This Bible is breathed by God. It is inspired by God. You want to know how you get God's love? You get in here and you dwell on it. And you seek after it and you pursue it. Are you? It's really hard to love as God did if you don't know how he loved. Yeah. So in those... <clears throat> First attitude of Christ, I've got love. Are you loving? Are you going to get God? God is love. And from this, we're going to go down and keep reading. And we're going to get into verse 7. Another attitude of Christ. It said, But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. I've got an example here of the ultimate price. You know, this is, we're to be like Christ. Like, I am not, this is, this is not David. What I'm about to read to you, you know, we are the ultimate example of Christ is Jesus. We're to pursue after that as believers. We're to watch that. We're to seek after that. We're to do that. We're to search after that. So what I'm about to read in John 13, 12 through 21, this is how your Jesus, the attitude of Christ how he represented himself and where to take this form on. 
We're to seek after him. So first thing was love. And when we go get God, this stems from love. Now all of a sudden, this is how you're going to start serving people. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Listen here. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye, ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither is he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. And I'm, I'm going to go back to the form of the servant. And took upon him, in verse Philippians 2, 7, and took upon, this is your Lord, the attitude of Christ. The attitude of Christ, we've got the love that flows from God. God is love, and when you go get God, and all of a sudden, you say, what is another thing I can do? I'm searching after God. All of a sudden, you're going to want to serve like Jesus did. The ultimate serving, and, and in this scenario, in this picture of the Bible, this is the last gesture he does before he goes to the cross. An example. So you're Jesus. We're to be like Christ. Before he went and got persecuted, before he went mm. and got backstabbed, before he went and got the beating no. of any, the worst beating of any man upon the face of this earth, mm. he went and washed feet. What did it take on this form? Wow. I'm a servant. So where's your perspective at, guys? Oh, you were. What were you worried about today? Was it serving? Because it's. Let me read this again. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. So you say, I'm saved, David. I've got this Christian life in this walk that I got to do what I got to do next. Okay? You got to get God every day because God is love. When you get God's love, you begin to start to serve in a way that Jesus served. And let me tell you, this serving. It doesn't matter how people treat you. It doesn't matter when people... You know when you're about to say something, when you're about to pull and do this door and open this door, somebody's going to be a jerk to you. It doesn't matter. Jesus did it anyway. Hmm. He knew his buddies, his men that he called disciples were going to stab him in the back and he still wow. went down and washed their feet. Are you, going, are you doing that? When the slander's there, are you going to get down and say, It's okay. You look at the big picture. Jesus looked at the big picture. He took on the form of a servant. In Philippians 2, we're talking about the attitude of Christ, which means we're to take on this attitude of Christ. We're to walk in his footsteps. Does everyone believe that? Does everyone acknowledge that? We're to walk as Christ did. So when we walk as Christ did, we go get God. We walk and meditate in the Word, and all of a sudden we take on the form of a servant. We're starting to serve in a way Jesus served. The ultimate serving was the worst job in that time yeah. was washing feet. Because mm -hmm. why? They didn't have shoes. They were nasty, infected, pus, you name it, blistered. I mean, the worst thing you could ever imagine. That was the worst thing, feet washers. Yeah. And he did it before he went... And died on the cross, and you know, I thought about this, and I thought, if I'm about to go die for somebody, I sure as heck don't want to see them. Yeah. Let alone uh. get down and, you know, take me to the death thing. 
I don't want to know. I don't want to wash their feet. Like that's hard. That that was out of the being. But this is the this is what we're to embody. This is what we're to seek after. Yeah. He says this. This is red letters that we're to take this example. So you say, David, man, this is too much. I'm not saying. I got you because the one you just said you believed in and trusted in and you said that I believe that he's taking me to heaven well he's also told you a couple things that love stems in the relationship that you need to start to serve like he did yeah are Um, you he called us to a a higher standard hmm I think serving Jesus uh, it's not only I think it's important, you know, to, to help out other people where you can. Uh, but it's also serving Jesus is telling people about Jesus. Hmm. In different ways. We can tell people about Jesus in different ways. Yeah, it's a kind word. Yeah. It's how you work. Your work ethic. How you go about your business. How you walk. How you talk. It's serving it's your demeanor, yeah. like what you, how you talk to your wife, because you, you know, it's all serving is what you're doing for Jesus. How are you gonna leave your mark? How are you gonna leave your reputation in your life? And so, in those moments of, you know, getting back to understanding, we're taking you back to how Christ did it because He's the ultimate example. And I'm not telling you to do this. Actually, I could care less if you do this. Jesus asked you to do this. Yeah. Now, I don't think literally you can go wash people's feet. But he did it to the lowest part that you could get to to let you know that he means everything. Mm. Okay, so we're taking this attitude of Christ tonight. I might be a little hard on you. I might be pushing you to the next level. I might try to get you to walk in a step, but I'm sorry. It's not, it ain't all roses. You know, to pursue after someone who's died on the cross for you, you know, it flows from the relationship. When you meditate on him, you get God's love. When you get God's love, you start to serve. So we're going to go back into Philippians 2. We're going to read 7 again, and then we're going to go on to verse 8. But Verse 7. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, your Jesus. Are you? And was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he was just like you. He humbled himself. He put his pride aside. The attitude of Christ put his pride aside and became, listen to this, we don't like this one, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So this attitude of Christ Man, the ultimate example, the ultimate word to follow after this, the love that God gives, we go get that in the relationship with God. The serving part stems from that. It flows out of that. You start to love, you're going to want to serve as Christ did. So we're now we're serving. Now we're seeking after Him and this serving in a way that it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You're doing it for a bigger cause. You're doing it because we're to seek after Christ and Christ did even when he knew everybody was going to betray him he served he washed their feet he said like literally he was like he was probably I know he was crying Mm. what he had to do the 
You think you've got it going rough? You didn't. Try washing some people's feet while you got it going rough. You thought having it rough was enough. Oh, Jesus had it rough. Just like you, he was betrayed, he was beaten, he was hung, he was starved, he starved himself. You hungry out there? You hurting? Oh, he hurt. You think you don't have the mental state that he knew what was about to happen mentally? How do you grasp that? He had the mental struggle. Oh, God help me. But I'm going to get down here and take on the form of a servant. So in this form of servant, verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He took his pride aside and became obedient unto death. Obedience. Okay. Uh, here lately in the church at Northside, if you go to this church, Brett's been talking about the Ten Commandments. And man, them are hard to follow, if you ask me. The way Brett's been breaking it down, that's tough. Some of the stuff, you know, he brings in with covetousness. Or some yeah. of the stuff he brings into, you know, the different things. Mm-hmm. You know, with, you name it. Every one of them. We all, like, it's like, man, ouch. Ah, I thought I had that one down. Nope. Try again. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you, you know, this obedient thing isn't easy. But I'm going to actually break it down for you. I'm going to simplify it. I'm going to actually make this simple as I can. We're going to go to uh, Matthew 22, 37. So we're taking on this attitude of Christ and, and the love that we get from God. Not your love. God's love. Because you get God's love in the relationship. When you start to attain the relationship, you start to want, you have God's love. Then you begin to serve with God's love. You begin to serve the way He did. You begin to serve no matter what you see in front of you. You're going to serve because you see the ultimate picture. Christ saw the ultimate picture. Matthew 22, 37. I'm going to break it down for you. I ain't even going to go to the Ten Commandments. I'm going to go to one. I'm going to go to the ultimate one. Mm. Okay? Jesus was obedient. So what does that mean? He's asking you to be obedient. So you say, David, how can I be obedient? I'm going to show you. It's very simple. Can you grasp this? Matthew 22, 37. Jesus. Oh, wait. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus said unto them. So this ain't David. St. Johnny, this is Jesus. Jesus said unto them, we're going to be obedient now. You say, David, how do I be obedient? Listen here, I'm telling you how you can be obedient. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. I just read one, the most important one, the first and great the ultimate one because what stems from this commandment all the other ones fall in line if you get this one that's what he's saying because if you pursue a life with all your heart after God the commandments aren't hard to follow as much yes we still deal, still deal with the flesh mm. yes but look you're focused on pouring your life loving the Lord with everything you got you want to know how important this is we're going to go to Mark 12 29 you say, man, David, that yeah, that's simple. Okay, whatever. 
This is how important this was. He says it again. Mark 12, 29 through 30. We're going to read it here. And Jesus answered. Oh, wait. He said it again. The first of all the commandments is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt, listen to here. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So we got a little bit more added in that time. With all thy strength. Oh, if you didn't get it the first time, how are we to obey? You know, how do we show Christ? The whole purpose of being a follower of Christ and to, to glorify God is to have the attitude of Christ. Mm. We're breaking down the attitude of Christ. We're giving you a purpose to live. We're showing you how to beat the devil. Okay, we're attaining the relationship. We're walking in the relationship. From that relationship, meditating flows God. And when you get God, God is love. Now you have the love to serve the way God served. When you're serving as God served, you're going to get down and do anything, Jesus said. Because what did he do? He went got down on his feet and hands and he washed their feet. He went and he, he did the worst of the worst. And it didn't matter the circumstances around him. It didn't matter what was happening tomorrow. It didn't matter they were taking him to the cross up on the hill. It didn't matter. He said, I got to serve. I know I'm looking at the big picture here. Are you? Are you looking at the big picture? Then this third thing, obedient unto death. We're to have the attitude of Christ. The first thing God asks of us is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Are you? Are you giving the Lord everything you got? Because for me, I interpret that verse, the Lord wants me to love him with everything I got. I, every strength I can muster up to seek after him, that's what he wants. From I mean, maybe I'm reading it wrong. So in this attitude of Christ, we're taking on the love that God gives. We're serving in a way that Jesus did. Now we're beginning to be obedient. How are we being obedient? We're giving him, we're loving the Lord with everything we got. You say, David, I can't do that. It's hard. It's real hard. I mean, I just can't. I can't do that. It's not possible. Oh, I got you there. You said it's not possible. Listen here. Let me tell you something. I'm going to read this. And this is a little different section. Uh, Matthew 19:23. You said it's not possible. And we're, talk we're talking about, you just said it's not possible. As a believer in Christ, God asked you to do this. So why are you saying it's impossible? Well, you forgot it. Are you in the relationship? Are you meditating? Because you sure are not going to serve like God did if you can't go get, you can't find him, if you can't walk with him, if you can't pursue him. So are you pursuing him? If you're pursuing him, 
the servant comes. When the servant comes, you start to be obedient everything he says. And you say, man, David, it's just not possible. Let me tell you what Jesus said to somebody in Matthew 19:23. When they thought there wasn't a way, when there wasn't actually a way in man's eyes, you said, I just got you. You said it's not possible to, for me to be like Christ. I call bluff. It is possible. Because in Matthew 19, 23-30, then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men, with men this is impossible. So they looked at a situation. You just told me it wasn't possible. They looked at a situation that they said was impossible. You just told me it was impossible to have the attitude of Christ. And this is what I'm going to counter with. Jesus looked at them and said to them, and I know he'd say the same thing to you because he would never ask you. He would never say, do as I have done. I'm leaving this as an example. I'm serving in a form of a servant. I'm going to wash your feet. And this is what he said. But Jesus looked at them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible. You just said it's impossible to have this attitude you're talking about. But I say, but with God, all things are possible. The attitude of Christ you know, Philippians 4, or Philippians, I think it's Philippians 2 here. We uh, are talking about that next step as a Christian. What are we, to, how are we to live our life? We broke it down for you tonight, today, um, in the form of God is love, in the form of when you get God's love, you start to serve with that love, which is limitless. And when from that you start to begin obedient, you say, how can I be obedient? You go read those verses, Matthew 22 through 37. Focus on that one thing. You say, man, I just can't get all this Bible. Focus on that one thing. Break it down. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, strength, everything you got. And watch what happens. Watch how you begin to live a life like the attitude of Christ. Now, this isn't David. David don't have it all together. Donnie don't have it all together. You know, as a believer, we're to dig in this word. We're to pursue after Christ. And this attitude that Christ left, shouldn't we want to follow it? If you don't, you, you frankly aren't saved. And if you do, you can't. possible you have anything Donnie yeah you know I just think it's so important that we um, as Christians uh, we pursue how God wants us to live you know we we, we are called to, to live like Jesus uh, in different ways in different areas of our life and, and so we have to understand that and it starts with the relationship um, or, or love, so to speak, and um, serving 
uh, you know, those are great examples uh, of how Jesus lived. And uh, what really catches my attention is that he came in human form. Uh, that's so important to the gospel message because he did these things. He endured the temptations of the world. He never caved, but he endured them. He endured persecution. Um, he he endured the things that we go through daily in human form. Um, and because he was in human form and he went back to God, uh, he provided us a way. Uh, so he can relate to the things that we're going through uh, day in and day out. Uh, because he did these things in human form. Um, so I think that's just so important that we kind of understand that. Um, but, you know, God's a God um, um, of all. He wants all. He, didn't, he doesn't want a percentage of you. He doesn't want a little bit of you. Um, he wants all. It's all or nothing with God. Um, he wants every bit. Um, it says he... Be, humbled himself you know uh, to the point of death even death on a cross yeah let me read something real quick hold that thought yeah Matthew 6 24 I had this in my notes it's funny you said that but it says no man can serve two masters this is red letters by the way just letting you know it's not David it's Jesus the one we're trying to have the attitude like. So just letting you know, it's coming from Jesus. No, verse 24, Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one. Listen to me. Hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So answer the question. Christian, who are you serving? Because if you're not serving God, if you're not attaining the attitude of Christ, if you don't want to pursue a life what Christ did, you're not serving God. So we got to get something right. The relationship's broke. Yeah. There's sin in your life. You know, maybe you're not saved. I'm not going to question you on that. That's between you and the Lord. But a lot of times what blocks the fellowship so that you can get the love that you need to serve, to be obedient, the sin blocks that. If there's no relationship with Christ, if you're having a hard time seeing Christ, if you're having a hard time when you're meditating in this word and you know and there's sin in your life, it's, it's blur. It's blurry. What sin you got in there? Get it out. I, no, it's not David. It's the Lord saying, verse 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. Who are you serving? It's, yeah, it's, it's all or nothing. Um, one other thing uh, that has just been on my mind and kind of been on my uh, my heart lately is, you know, we talked about serving. 
there's different ways to serve. Mm. We talked a little bit about that. And, and I mentioned earlier, uh, serving Jesus means telling people about Jesus. Um, we have to get past, this has been on my heart uh, lately, we have to get past um, this idea that people may not like me because I tell the truth about whatever it is Jesus says. Um, disapproval, rejection, and hatred is to be expected. Jesus tells us that. Expect these things. The world hates me, so the world's going to hate you. Okay, let's expect those things, right? Uh, so we need to get past this thing that whatever, you know, we need to get past this idea of rejection and, and, and get past this, you know, lack of a better word, being scared of it, right? Um, some of the harshest teachings in the Bible, I don't want to say harsh, but the most upfront teachings is from Paul and John. You know, they tell it like it is. And yet we're so scared to tell it like it is. Now, we need to tell people in love with a gentleness and, and, and you know, uh, with a spirit of gentleness. and uh, But we need to speak the truth in love is what Paul says. Beware, they were also stoned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, um, that's probably not going to happen today. Now, it could in different countries. Yeah. But uh, we may not be stoned uh, uh, physically. Mentally. But we could be stoned in the terms of speaking up for Jesus means Words. losing a job, means losing a relationship. Yep. It says Jesus went to the point of you know was obedient to the point of death even death on a cross how far are you willing to go to follow jesus if we're called to be obedient like jesus how far are you willing to go to follow jesus um so we need to do it we need to tell people we need to serve with a spirit of love and a spirit of gentleness um we need to love people just as jesus has loved us just as god has loved us uh and i think when you love someone and you believe in the possibility of uh, eternity, you're going to tell them, hey, here it is, right? Uh, and that starts with having a relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, David, if you were, uh, or if I were drifting into sin, uh, I would expect you to call me out on that. All right. Um, and, you know, so... Uh, I'd expect you to do it lovingly, first of all. No, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just lay it, just hammer it down. I'd to lay me, right? it down, just um, like I'm laying it down to y'all. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, and I'll finish up with this, uh, and then, David, I'll let you uh, finish up or, or share whatever else. Um, a lot of times, we get concerned that people have problems with us because we to talk about Jesus um, or, or, or we're scared that they hate us. Um, I think they don't have a, people don't have a problem with you unless you give them a reason to have a problem with you. People have a heart problem. They have a sin problem. And so they're not upset at you. They're not upset at Johnny because Johnny shared whatever. They're upset with God. Um, you know, God is pure, God is holy, God is righteous. He has pure eyes and to even look upon sin. Right? Uh, thank you, Jesus, 
for making a way. So, I don't know, just some things to, to think about, just some thoughts there. Uh, we have to get past this. I, don't, I hate to use the word scaredness, but I'm scared a lot of times to bold, share. Being bold, I think, yeah. is. Yeah. It's definitely something that's. You've got to be in that tight knit relationship with Christ to be bold and mm-hmm. proclaim the gospel. For sure. Because if you start to let them, you know, them darts come at you mentally, which we talk about spiritual warfare, yeah. um, like that. The devil doesn't want that. Like, if you could only see, the devil does not want you to say one word about Jesus. Yeah. And that's why, you know, this is the devil's domain, this world. So, he has a pretty good pull. You know, we have the actual guy that trumps it. We know, and we have the ultimate victor. And if you want to access that, you can have full access. Yeah. But it... You know, you have to access that. You have to go and seek after that. But for sure, I'm going to close. you have anything else? No. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm going to close with yeah. uh, 2 Timothy 1.7. And it's funny. We are talking about being bold and stuff, and this is the last verse I have to read. But 2 Timothy 1.7. Listen to this. For God... Hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind. You know, Johnny just, you know, went to proclaiming the gospel, the boldness, and the willingness to get over yourself and lose the pride, and to seek after the king, keep focus on the the master, the victor, the ultimate game, the ultimate. Uh, reason we're here um, but I say you know in this attitude of Christ and with what Johnny just said this verse 2 Timothy 1 7 it says for God hath not given you the spirit of fear you know in this attitude of Christ are you worried that you can't achieve it is that fear that just came in you just listened to this whole podcast and you thought he's lost it he's wanting us to act like Christ This man has absolutely lost it. I'm not asking you to. If you see Jesus for who he is, he's asking you to. Now I'm going to 2 Timothy 1.7 and telling you that the spirit of fear that you just brought up in your mind, it came from the devil. That did not come from God. And let me tell you what comes from God. What comes from God is power, love, and a shall mind. When you go get God in the relationship, the attitude of Christ will flow in serving and loving and serving and obedient. And when you do that, you start to live a life that Christ has wants. We're glorifying Him in that manner. Um, and we've been talking about how we, what's purpose? Yeah. I'm showing you a purpose. I, I'm not. God showed you that tonight. The Lord has said this. He said it three times in the verses we read. I leave this as an example. Meaning what? We're to follow. You say, well, I don't really want to follow that. Well, you're probably not a follower anyway. You know, if your heart's right and you see God for love, for who He is and what He's done, that love, 
your eyes are open. So I challenge you guys tonight to pursue the attitude of Christ. It flows from that relationship. Go find it. Uh, attain it. Talk to him through prayer. Read the word. Meditate in the word. Talk to him. Seek after him. It says in Matthew 6, 33, uh, Seek the Lord. And all these things will be added unto you. you know, the first thing we don't talk about it a lot is seeking him in the relationship. What flows from that is natural. It's the way God wants it. <clears throat> so, get him. Go out there. My friends, my Christians, brothers, sisters, listening, don't fear. Go out there and get them. I'm encouraging you. This, the fear that comes is from the devil. If you're with God, you've got power, a sound mind, and love. Do you hear what I said? I'm encouraging you. I'm pushing you. How do we get God? We go after Him. Pursue Him. How do you go get Turn your TV on. You grab the remote and turn it on. How do you get God? You grab your Bible, pick it up, and read it. It's not that hard. What do you want? You know, I'm pushing you as a believer. Go. Get out there and pursue Christ. Look at what he's done. You know, we do. The sun is just shining. Look at that. Look at that boy coming through the windows. Go pursue a life after Christ. Get him. He's waiting. He's got his arms open. Let's pray. Yeah. I'll be on our way. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for that little pick of sun. Oh, God, you're good. Yeah. Lord, uh, I don't deserve anything I have, God, and I just want to say thank you for my dying on the cross and, you know, I get eternal life because of the love that you showed me. God, I, I, man, it's so quick. This stupid world that you got me living in right now, it's so quick to lose focus. Lord, and you know, how do we keep that focus? We got to keep a short term, Lord. And I pray, you know, I can keep that short term and continue to talk and fellowship with you. Lord, I know that we make it harder than it is. Lord, I want to say thank you again, Lord, for everything you've given me tonight and this word in, in Philippians and chapter 2 and showing us the example of what you've laid out for us. God, and I pray that someone out there listening can understand and pursue a life after Christ the way you want them to, the way you want me and Johnny to. <clears throat> Lord, I love you. And I just pray, Lord, that, you know, we got maybe the rest of the day. Lord, I'm not promised tomorrow. I pray that I can walk out of this building and represent you in a way and, and how I walk, how I talk, how I drive, how I treat my fiancé. Lord, that honors you. God, and I just want to say thank you for the breath of my lungs, for me being able to drive up here and talk about your goodness, Lord. I do love you. In your name, amen.